Hello. Hi. Hi, Green. It's such a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for joining. So, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our Life Release Podcast. And today, I have someone I've been longing to have for a while. I've been wanting to for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and she's Maureen Chiana. Did I get your name correctly, yeah, Maureen? Yeah, you did. Yes. Yeah. Hey, okay, here. So Maureen is a neural leadership and resilience trainer, an international speaker and a neuro coach. So I'm sure everyone knows when they hear neuro, we're talking about the brain and it's functioning. So I don't know who's excited as I am, but I am excited <laughs> to talk about how, how all these things work. So um, this podcast was actually inspired by a post by Maureen. And on that post, she said, what you don't focus on contracts. I think I know this is true, but I find that it may not be so for so many people to know that what they don't focus on contracts. So we're just going to talk about, you know, bounce around this, what we focus on. Um, people, as I said, people are not conscious of what they focus on. And truly, our subconscious has um, a, a very huge role to play on how we carry out our lives or the things, you know, we focus on. And I'm quite familiar with the fact that once, when you put your mind on something, it magnifies. So, Maureen, just give us a, 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 snip, a general... Um, take on what people focus on, how the brain works with what they what their focus is on at, at any point in time. Yeah, it's interesting because when I put the post and you asked the question, I was quite excited actually because it's looking at it from that perspective of what you focus on. Now, the way the brain works, which you've rightly mentioned in terms of the subconscious, the fact is that 90% of what we do, the actions we take, our behavior mm -hmm. is all driven from our subconscious brain. That's right. So, and if that's the case, that means that our subconscious brain has then been left to focus on things that, you know, new things that we come across or new experiences because the brain, mm -hmm. the conscious brain basically would be overwhelmed if it had to focus on every single thing that we do. So to right. conserve that energy, the subconscious brain then takes over once the conscious brain has brought in that information. Mm. So when I put the post, what you don't focus on contracts, the principle behind that is that when you don't give attention to something, then mm. the wiring that creates that thing will start diminishing. So yeah. the flip side is what you picked up on which was you know people get lost in what they focus on and when yeah. you get lost in what you're focused on basically when you focus or give attention to something it then expands and what that means is that when you pay attention to something or start thinking about a particular thing your brain starts mm. firing so the wiring in the brain the neurons will start connecting and when they connect, 
that means that their brain is then putting attention onto that thing so that when you're then anything you're doing or seeing will be relative to that thing that you're focusing on. Mm. So, you know, let's bring this back in terms of the brain again, how, you know, when you, when your brain is, you know, when you're learning something or want to learn something, you pay attention Mm -hmm. to that thing. And when you do the wiring in the brain, then links to everything relating to that thing to enable you to achieve it. And I always use a story as an example. I went to buy a car once with my husband and we got to the car garage. And when we got there, we actually went with the car in mind. But when we got there, we started looking at Hondas. And I kind of said to myself, I've never really driven a Honda and I actually haven't seen that many around. So it might not be a bad idea to buy a Honda because there are not many Hondas around. Okay, we left that garage without actually buying that car. On my on our way back home, a drive of about 30 minutes, I saw yeah. about 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see what I so literally what had happened is that because I had paid attention to Hondas, then what my brain was now doing was now you know opening my eyes to start seeing the hondas that i hadn't noticed before so it's not that they were not there they were there but my attention was on other things because the brain can only focus on what you give it 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 doesn't have the capacity to focus on everything if not we'll be overwhelmed and the other thing i'll say before i stop is that our brain is so creative it's so imaginative and just think about it in terms of you know, we've created light, you know, it's from that human brain, that aeroplanes that defy gravity were formed. The brain yeah. is so creative. So if you leave it, it will come up with great creative things, but also negative creative things that it has created as well. And that's yeah. the key with focusing so that when you focus on a particular thing, whatever you give your brain is what it will work with. And one of the right. things that I always say is that we are in control of our brain. And that is the, my whole message. Once you take that control back, then you tell your brain what you want it to focus on, because that yeah. is what it will open your eyes to see. And that is where the opportunities come. Right. Yeah. Everything you've said is spot on, really. And, um, you know... Our, our subconscious is pretty much in charge. Yeah. That's what you've told us now. Yeah. But you see, building the subconscious, there are some passive things that happen in our lives, in our everyday life. How do we have control over those things that are passive, those things that we did not learn on purpose or places we didn't go to on purpose, activities we didn't engage in on purpose, but they just happen. What, what role has the passive things got in our in our focus okay no that's a good point and you know just coming back to that the question then is how did those things get into the brain and you know always go back to this when we are born or you know as children our brain is Mm. literally like a sponge so it's literally absorbing everything that it sees in the environment and that is where a lot of information that has gone into the brain goes in passively so things we observe from parents things they say what our teachers say 
you know, all those mm. things are being absorbed into the brain. And really up to mm. the age of seven, it literally is like that, literally a sponge. I'm taking everything in. And as it takes it in, it's, you know, connecting. So different parts of the brain are connecting and forming. So you end up, that is where you see a lot of personality or behavior patterns being formed at that stage. Mm. And as yeah. life goes on, things are being added. Okay, in the past, the belief was that when you become an adult or, you know, after the age of about seven or when you get to the age of at least 18, the belief was that whatever is in the brain, you know, that's how you are. That's now fixed. But science has now shown us that we can keep changing our brain, that the brain can keep changing as long as we are alive. If that's the case, then it means that things that are now in that brain that have wired we can now change that wiring. And that is why I always talk about the power of rewiring your brain. Because, right. and in, in coming to your question, how do we then rewire the brain? How do we know what needs to be rewired? How do we know the things that are in the subconscious that need to be changed? It's Yeah, especially the ones that got in there in a passive way. In fact, most you know, got they, in passively, honestly. Okay. Honestly, most got it passively because when you really think about life, a lot of what we take in, we're not even aware of, you know, like you said, even mm. you know, things that are happening that we even news that you're listening to. A lot of it is going yeah. in without even you paying attention. You could be reading a book or playing or doing something and the news is on the background. It's all going in. So yeah. the time, the best way, in fact, the, the way to start identifying them and changing them is awareness. And, and I always talk about emotional intelligence. And the first stage of emotional intelligence is awareness. I talk about right. emotional intelligence a lot more because of this. When you have a thought, right. the thought creates an emotion. This emotion mm. is what then leads us to take an action. And taking that reaction over a period of time then becomes our behavior or habit. And then we call it our personality. This is the way I am. In my family, we yeah. got, we, you know, we're either hot tempered or cool tempered or we're, we, you know, we're very shy. It's those personalities that we keep telling ourselves that then it, it make us become that way. But to identify, the key is to now start recognizing it. And that is where the awareness comes in. Now, example, right. somebody does something or says something and you react to it either by getting upset or getting, um, you know, agitated or getting sad. The question now, what you now need to do is to now actually recognize that this made me feel upset this made me angry That's right. why am i feeling yeah. angry it's asking those questions why am i feeling angry why am i being upset what is it that they said that really made me feel that way and it's this is the process that will one enable you recognize it because without recognizing you don't know what needs to be changed yeah right. so the key basically is to start understanding yourself is start looking inward start being reflective start paying attention to yourself pay attention to what you're thinking pay attention to how you're feeling pay attention to how you respond 
Pay attention to how you react. Pay attention to how you behave in certain circumstances. Pay attention, for example, we're in this season of COVID and a lot of people have been so anxious, so worried. The question, mm. what you now need to do is start asking yourself or stop yourself and ask that question. Why am I anxious? Why has this upset me? What am I actually thinking about that's made me this upset? And it's those are the questions that will enable you to identify what is in the subconscious because there's so much, there are trillions of connections in the brain. So there's no way you can go into start picking out one after the other. The only way to know is to pay attention to you, to yourself, and then focus on that thing. Once you recognize it, it's now going through the pattern of changing it. Right. And in fact, everything you've said is, in a nutshell, it's um, um, it's what has formed the basis of, of my slogan at Life Relays. I say, be the coach of your own mm-hmm. life. So it's your, it's your being aware, it's your paying attention, it's your, you know, always, you know, being in the know as to why you've just behaved the way you've mm-hmm. behaved and why you've acted the way you've acted. So now in a workplace scenario where... Um, maybe emotional intelligence is not their their first line of um, attention Mm -hmm. and um, people sort of get lost in the job and maybe get lost in the process of trying to achieve a goal what what kind of advice would you give such people in a workplace in fact that's exactly why i do what i do and it's really you know as many leaders as we can get to understand what emotional intelligence is and how to use it to your benefit and to help yourself and help your people would make a huge change in the world. So for everyone listening, at the end of the day, you are responsible for yourself. You are responsible for how you feel, how you act. Nobody can make you feel anyway. You are the one that feels, you are the one that will respond to what somebody says or does. So in a workplace scenario, it's it's really taking that responsibility. And the same thing applies to personal relationships as well. It's taking that responsibility for yourself, taking responsibility for your own emotions because you cannot change anybody. The only Mm -hmm. person you can change is yourself. And that, and that, and it's just remembering that. So with that, in that, on that basis, when things happen at work, it's you taking care of yourself. And I'll give you an example. There's a lady that I coach. And when we met for the first time, what she said to me is that I'm overwhelmed. I'm so anxious. I'm really suffering from anxiety at work. I'm there's burnout. And when, by the time I started digging deeper into what, what was the problem, she felt overworked. Mm-hmm. And those were the things that she kept saying. She felt of her work. She felt they were dumping work on her. She felt that she, you know, she had to do things to prove herself. So there were lots of things going, going there in her, in her brain that were really creating mm. this anxiety. The bottom line is that she was getting overwhelmed. Her boss did not know that she was getting overwhelmed because she was taking right. on the responsibilities and getting worked up having her own thoughts. And I remember I said that the brain is so creative, so imaginative. So from one thought process, it had gone to another and she ended up with, they're trying to get rid of me mindset. Mm. And with that, Mm. it then started creating a lot of problems for her. 
So it's you taking care of yourself. What I did with her was first and foremost, because there's, a, there's um, a brain mapping diagnostics that I use and it is so wonderful because in the past I've used a lot of personality tests and for me it, it doesn't work because when you say that this is a personality, the brain automatically takes it as a fixed thing anyway. But the fact is that behave, what, we explain, what we are displaying are behaviors which can be changed. So when you identify a behavior pattern relating to certain things, and it could be in a work scenario, because the way you are in one department, you go into a different department and your behavior will completely be different because of the dynamics of the department or because yeah. of the leader that is in the department or because of the work situation. It could be anything. But the fact is yeah. that behavior changes so with that in mind it's you now recognizing okay what do i need to change and this is why this brain mapping is is great because it just enables me dig deeper to be able to ask people that question so for mm. everyone it's really asking yourself starting from you why am i feeling this anxious with with this my client what we now got her to do was to go and have a conversation with her boss about the way she was feeling about the work that was being given to her you know and then with that they were able to now come up with a different way of working that then made a huge difference to her and this you know i right. can use so many examples like this where people just get so overwhelmed with things that once they stop to actually ask the questions because when you stop to ask the question you're able to now think of a solution. And I'll say one more thing before I, you know, I, I stop again. The way the brain is structured is really interesting. When you, we all mm. have did biology and we know about the um, fight, flight or freeze mechanism. Now, what, yeah. what happens is in the emotional center of the brain, when that emotional center gets activated from a thought you've had, for example, there's too much work, why do they keep dumping work on me? I'm the one that comes in early and leaves late. There's too much going on. I'm getting really anxious with everything going on. What if I get COVID? What if my family gets sick? What is, you know, once those thoughts start, the emotional center is activated. And what it then tries to do is basically the basic function of the brain, which is to protect us from what the brain perceives yeah. as a threat. That's a threat, yes. yes. And the question is, what the brain perceives as a threat is what you have told it is a threat. It's what you've given the brain as a threat. Because, for example, I might enjoy work, and I do. So never at work would I complain about work being too much because I thrive on it, because that is what I've told myself. Somebody else will go, oh, no, this is too much. And that is where right. it, that becomes a threat. Because once it's too much, what you're telling your brain is, this is not right. This is not good for me. So it's either you change that thought pattern or you do something about it. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you short so this doesn't skip yes. me. So you, you've just mentioned, you said you, you enjoy work, yes. so you thrive yeah. on it. But to some, to some other person who doesn't necessarily enjoy the work they're mm -hmm. doing, they obviously may not thrive. That's right. So, um, so where, how, how do we, how do we keep, how, what's the difference? Okay. If the, if, if, if the person who does not enjoy work, you know, 
you know, maybe enjoy that particular yeah. walk. Yeah. So the, are you saying the only way they can thrive on it is if they begin to tell themselves that they enjoy no. it? So there are two things here. You, and that was actually my next point. So well, uh, well, well done for stopping me there. The, the fact is, <laughs> is at the bottom line, remember, it comes down to you. So the Hi, I'm back. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm just going to give a recap to what we were saying briefly. Yeah. So we were talking about the difference between loving what you do and thriving on it and, you know, doing what you don't necessarily love, but maybe you want to do good at it. So should you now tell yourself that you now love it so you can do good at it? And that's where we left it. So I'll hand it over to you. Okay, yeah. So basically, like I said, there are only two basic options. One is the, the bottom line is you've got to give your brain the information that you want to work with. So now it's a case of either you start viewing that role, that job as a different thing. So you'd be telling yourself you don't like it. Look for things in the role that you enjoy. Look for mm. things in the role that would that encourage you, things that you like about it. So instead of focusing on the, the things you don't like, focus on the aspects of the role that you like if you know if that's what you want if you're going to have to stay there for a while so that's one option the other okay. option is do something about it because that's the, the the other thing and that was why i started talking about the the brain in terms of when the emotional center of the brain is activated what it does is that it deactivates the frontal part of the brain which is the decision making part of the brain now, and it does that because it needs to take energy from there to enable it do what its, its function is, which is to keep us safe. So that means that when your brain is activated emotionally, you can't make the right decisions. You can't solve problems effectively. And that's why you find that sometimes you might have prepared for an exam or an interview and gotten there really nervous, really anxious, and you go completely blank when they ask you a question because yeah. that um, um, decision part of the brain has been deactivated. So in terms of now knowing what to do in a work scenario like that, it's changing the narrative. So instead right. of focusing on what is creating the anxiety, you know, what is, you know, giving, um, feeding the, the brain negative yeah. information, it's changing it to look for things that you enjoy about the job. The other, uh, the other thing about it is also asking yourself questions. And this is what I call putting a break on that emotional center. Just stopping and asking yourself questions. Okay, what do I want to do? Is this the role that I want to really keep doing? Can I actually do anything that would change the way I view this job? And if the answer to a lot of those questions is no, then it might be time to look for something else. It might be time to have a conversation with your line manager, just like I did with that, my client. It, you, the, 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 the bottom line is that you do something and it's, the, and it's making sure that you're doing what works for you. And that is what changes the whole narrative. So instead of focusing on that, you know, um, the negatives that are creating the negative emotion, it's now changing that narrative 
to either looking for good things in the role or are then planning what you need now need to do to make right. the role better or a different role even within the same company or even a different path you know just something else that will enable you get to where you want to get to right um still on the workplace but maybe um, drifting away from what we just talked about a little bit mm-hmm. i wanted to ask um so in a situation where someone has a goal an ultimate goal i would say and this goal has to do with phases let's go back to using the word focus how can the functioning be to focus on on the phases of this goal rather than always putting one's mind on the bigger goal yeah and and that's really important actually that when you have the big goal you need to break it down into smaller goals uh, yes and yeah. those are the faces so it's breaking it down into those smaller faces and it's and using those now those those smaller faces to plan what you're going to do and it's all it, it still comes back to that same point of you being in control of what you are focusing on so right. you've got your big goal now you've got these small faces break it down into you know it could be a five year goal into three years into one year into three months and then you must have your daily goals right. as well so that when you wake up in the morning have a plan for what you're going to do that day and but don't get caught up in oh i haven't finished what i was going to do i have because i i actually had someone like that that had a to-do list for every day didn't finish the to-do list got worked up about that list before she went on to the next day and just actually even created more problems so the the list that you're having or these faces are to guide you to where you want to go, where your final goal is and having mm. that final goal is so important because it keeps you I always say it keeps you on your own lane it keeps you focused on where you're going so that you don't end up doing living everybody else's life jumping from one thing to another but mm. the daily goals is what will keep you um what will keep you in that lane to enable you get somewhere but also enable you at the end of the day which is also a fantastic practice to review what you did that day how much how well did i do right. today in in, in yeah. what i plan to do how what 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 did what did not go so well what do i need to change what do i need to adjust what do i need to do differently do i need to speak to someone do i need to do a form of training you know just really evaluating your day and then moving on to the next day and planning for that day but just taking it in those small faces but breaking it down to daily goals in fact i break mine down into morning and the afternoon because i mean i'm such an early riser so I, I'm able to do a lot of brain intensive work very early in the morning. By okay. 1 p.m., you know, don't ask me to do anything that I need to think a lot. It's so much about because my brain would have been tired by then. So mm. and that and it's that, and I've identified that that's how I work best. So if you call, you know, if you talk to me 4 a.m. in the morning, I'm so alert because I wake up that early and start my day. By yeah. six o'clock, don't have any reasonable conversation with me because I'm I'm tired, and I planned. <laughs> so, so, 
So I'm glad. I'm glad we're having this podcast before 1 p.m. Oh, it had to be. <laughs> if it was in the afternoon, it just forget it. <laughs> but also, the other, thing, the other thing I'll say, though, is that when I'm talking about the brain, because I enjoy it so much, actually, yeah. could, I'm fine. You can get me any time of the day and I'll wake up. I'll, I'll be so alert. So yeah. that's easy for me. It's something that I like. You tell me to come and start doing editing or a video, you know, because I, I do some editing of my videos sometimes. Ask me to do that in the in the afternoon. It's pointless because I need to really get myself up to do it, and I don't really yeah. enjoy it. So it that would need a lot of work. So it's better I do it in the morning when I'm alert. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Maury. But before we wrap up, um, I just want to want you to give us a final word about focusing on things. On a general note now, not just in the workplace, but generally in life. Just be aware of what you're focusing on. Be aware right. of what you're thinking. And if what you're thinking is not enabling you, if it's not, if it's not actually helping you, then you need to change it. So I remember that you are responsible for what you think you are responsible for what you focus on and the power is in your hands. You need to just take that control back and change it to be the way that would be helpful to you in terms of your mental state, in terms of, you know, your life, basically. And um, I think that that's the real message that you can rewire your brain and you are completely limitless in everything you do but the power bit is in your hands thank you thank you so much this has really been informative and i know the listeners would appreciate that they 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 got a tip or two from from you thank you so much maureen so listeners it's been maureen chiana and she is as i said before uh New, uh, new lo- neural leadership and resilience trainer. Oh, I got tongue twisted there. <laughs> and she's an <laughs> international speaker and neuro coach. And she's given us, in fact, a whole lot of tips, not just a few today. So thank you so much, Maureen. As always, thank you to every listener for listening. We wouldn't be here if you weren't listening. And we really appreciate that. Please check us out on our website, www.lifereliefs.org or on our Instagram page at life release at life re underscore lease. Thank you so, so much. I have really enjoyed this and I know everyone else listening will enjoy it too. Thank you so much, Maureen. Thank, Thank you. you. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Bye. Bye.